maybe he was maybe he was trying to like the artistic way of it by saying like look at these monoliths you, they, you, we think they're aliens but mm. if like you look at the monolith what are you gonna see that oh we're the aliens hey oh assaulted assaulted Welcome to First Recess. My name is Colin. I am joined by my trusty co-host, Leo. How are you doing, Leo? How's everybody? How's, how's your week been, Colin? You know, as, as good as weeks are allowed to be. Uh, we are here um, on a Sunday. We've, we've got kind of a new schedule coming out. We're going to re- be putting these out every other week. Um, also, a few other housekeeping notes. We want people to get on the gram at First Recess Pod. If you can give us a follow on there, that's much appreciated. Uh, if you're a listener, you're probably somebody that we know. <laughs> so we'll be coming yep. begging you soon to please give us a follow. Um, you can uh, us on Spotify if you're listening there, or we're also on Apple Podcast. If you're on Spotify, uh, follow us there. If you're on Apple Podcast listening to us, leave us a review. Let us know how good or bad we're doing. Give us some hints, pointers. Give us some who's news if you want to be featured on one of these episodes. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you suffer from early onset take disorder, we welcome you. Yes. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Leo's like, I don't, I don't. (laughs) That's not me. (laughs) Anyway, should we jump? Should we jump right into it? Who news? What do we got, Leo? Well, the first who news is Matthew McConaughey is in a little bit of trouble. What's he in trouble for? So he appeared on, I guess, the Colbert Report, uh, and he he essentially said that what um, what's happening right now with the let's say the Trumpers of the world. Um, upset about the outcome of the election and calling him mm-hmm. Biden an illegitimate elected president uh, is it precisely the same thing that's happened the four years leading up to this point, just reversed. <laughs> um, yes. It's a point I think I made a few pods ago, uh, so I was kind of glad for him to, to make it as well. He kind of gets into, um, you know, partisanship is the real evil. Um, I don't know if I subscribe mm-hmm. to that. I'll kind of put it to you and see what you think about that. But um to me, the partisanship thing, it's sort of... The, the problem is that the two parties are too similar, not that they're too different. But, um, yeah, so he got in some trouble on uh, online for making that, um, I think, a valid point. Uh, what do you think, Leo? No, I mean, he definitely makes a very valid point. Because from what I've seen, I mean, we all have friends that are either on 
the left side or the right side and throughout like if i can put the example of this election cycle 2020 where like our friends on the left side if like if they knew somebody who voted for trump or is going to vote for trump again or was going to vote for trump again um I uh, I would see how I would see them putting things online saying, you know what, if you're gonna do this again, you can unfriend me now. Like, I don't want any part of this. And and I I get I get where the frustration is and all that stuff, but it's you're severing the ties, you're cutting the ties to like dialogue and conversation with other people that like just because you're cutting the ties with the other person with the other side like it does you're not going to build anything new or create something new without other points of view even though the other points of view are probably drastically different from yours it's it's hard it's definitely hard to make that effort to create something new but i that's i I think it's needed to like move forward from where we are. And but, that's why yeah. I'm like, I, I'll side with McConaughey. You, you got to start saying something. And if you're saying something that's controversial, that means you're doing something good. Sometimes it can go the other way, of course. But like, yeah, I he's think saying something. Yeah. Where he gets into a little bit of uh, hot water, I'll just leave it at this. He, he, he says, uh, quote, there is a lot on the liberal left that absolutely condescended, patronize, and are arrogant towards the other 50%. Uh, so I think it mm. kind of plays into that, uh, the liberal, you know, thumbing up their noses at the rest of the country, you know, the, the elite coasts, all that. But it's kind of the culture war. Um, so I, I, I would have chosen my words a little differently there, but uh, I think he's correct in that. And I, and I agree with your point, which is, I don't know. The, there isn't an option to not deal with people, the other half of the country. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, you, know, it, you know, people like to be in denial. They're in their own little bubble, but we are um, made up of many different points of view. But um, anyway, so yeah, I, I recommend checking that out. That was on Complex. Um, and then what, what else we got, Leo? Uh, we got monoliths that <laughs> have been popping up around a few countries. Yeah, we had one uh, um, close to where I live. Yeah, in California, mm-hmm. right? An um, undisclosed location in Southern California. And then uh, I think there was another one in Utah. Uh, I, th- I know there was Romania. Romania. Oh. England sounds right, but I don't know if it was there. But it's, it's popped up a few different um, places. Yeah, um, but some different theories the about it, too. At this moment, though, I mean, I don't know where you want to do you want to talk about the evolution or the thinking <laughs> behind these monoliths because uh, you kind of already have an answer of what they probably are yeah i've heard but, i've heard a few rumors um i you know my interest definitely waned as as they kept popping up more uh, i think that first mm-hmm. one in utah was kind of interesting but um you know i, I the one that was located down here um some girl just like tackled it kind of drunkenly <laughs> and then they ripped it out <laughs> of the ground. Or did she just Typical like slam into it? Uh, no, she like, there's a oh, video. <laughs> and oh, so she, cool. she just full on Brian Urlacher did it. And 
<laughs> so my interest really waned after that. But um, yeah, so do we have, do we know where they're coming from? Oh, well, apparently um, an artist has claimed responsibility for putting up these monoliths, at least the one in Utah and I think the one in California. Okay. Um, there's no real name. It's just the most famous artist on Instagram. That's what it is. And he's claiming. And he's, he, he wants to sell them for 35,000 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which, okay. It's just a grift. <laughs> it is. It really is. I don't, I don't know if it's smart or, like, dumb. Well, but, we're all talking about it, huh. so I'm going to go ahead and say it. smart, maybe. If his, yeah. if his, it depends what his goal was. If his goal was to make money, I guess maybe it's smart exactly. if they buy it. Maybe he was, maybe he was trying to like the artistic way of it by saying like, look at these monoliths. You, they, you, we think they're aliens, but mm. if like you look at the monolith, what are you going to see? That, oh. We're the aliens. hey <sighs> Oh, I solved it. I solved it. I solved it. Yeah. So yeah, I, that makes sense. If it's from an artist, I can kind of follow that. I, I was I was being yeah. a little more cynical. I thought it was like uh, I saw somebody saying it was just for like a TV show, a promo or something. Oh, but, that'd be uh, smart. All right. Back to the artist we go, huh? Exactly. And speaking of artists, an artist has dropped a, uh, a scented <laughs> candle. Um, is it Gwyneth? That artist. No, not Gwyneth. Okay. She, she's already done hers. <laughs> um, Drake has released a scented, scented candle, which is called Carby Musk. And it is supposed to smell like uh, the recording artist himself. That's Carby? C-A-R-B-Y? Yes. Okay. And then Musk. M U S K. Just for the listeners, you know. I see. You, um, we, we, we don't have our, our listenership is not uh, the smartest. Bunch. <laughs> yes, they are. Don't we oh, can't devalue our listeners. I'm not we love listeners you all. This way. We love you all. We love you all. We love you. Uh, so this is an eighty dollar candle. Um, will you be buying this, Colin? I will one thousand percent never purchase this candle. I can say <laughs> very affirmatively, if only. Uh, I had the money to jokingly give it to you for Christmas. I would. Oh, that'd be the perfect white elephant. Yes. Or secret Santa. I don't know if white elephant is appropriate. I think it is. I think it is. Uh-oh. I don't know. Who knows? Secret Santa. <laughs> Holiday. Holiday elephant. <laughs> Holiday Hoboken. I don't know. <laughs> Side note, uh, do you remember Bill O'Reilly uh, for years said there was a war on Christmas? There was like a Fox News yes. thing. And like now, mm-hmm. there literally is like a cancel Christmas movement. <laughs> yeah, I just think oh. that's funny. It's really funny. anyway. Sidebar. Um, so yeah, so that's a that's a funny little bit of news. Um, we can't really go too far in it, other than Colin. If you released a scented candle, um, what do you think the name of it would be? Uh oh. All right, I think I'm gonna have to think on that one. Okay, I think mine would be, um, lion. Maine. Ooh, okay. You're going for a very sultry, like. very, yes. uh, and I, I, I'm, you're going with lion's mane. I like it. Yeah. Is there a little it's, irony it's involved? Leo, or? 
<laughs> no, no, and to be honest, it'll probably smell sweet. So probably put like a little like uh, honey with sriracha. So like a little spicy sweet stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. That could we be, a, that could be some of our merch at some point. Oh yeah, get that little uh, sweet, sweet and spicy smell out to everybody. Do Do we know <laughs> what carby stands for? Is it like he he eats a lot of carbs, so he's like lets off like a little smell. I'm, I'm, when I hear carby, I think like the smell of McDonald's French fries. Yeah, you know. What? <laughs> The name just feels like he's like loading up on carbs. So what? Like it's after he had just like a big pasta dish, and he's just like sitting on his couch, and just the musk of him eating all these carbs <laughs> is what he's trying to embody in his smell. Wow. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine going to actually making a candle of yourself and selling it to people of your own scent? It's pretty great. Yeah. It's really easy to make candles. My girlfriend and I, we've made candles before, and it's pretty easy to just, <laughs> we, like, throw in little smells. Like, uh, like we, she has, like, uh, some oils. So, like, you can put, like, an orange oil into it, and it does smell, like, when it burns. Sure. I mean, like, so, was, does she swab your armpit <laughs> and put that in there, too? <laughs> hey, next time we make candles, I'm going to do that. All right. I'm just gonna swab some sweat. I'm gonna work out, and when we're making it, just gonna like <laughs> release some sweat into it. God bless her. Godspeed. <sighs> this is this is the ideas we're getting. Ooh. Uh, All right. I think we're done with that subject. <laughs> I think I think we've beaten that horse to death. Um, oh, but I do jerk. know that. Uh, yeah. What what we got um, we got Audi over here. Speaking of capitalism and. Um, Mm-hmm. being run amok i don't know um audi has a new concept for an all-electric off-roader with drones for headlights leo can you explain this to me oh my god it's an amazing looking off like off-road car and it's just if you think of off-road this is the car that just kind of pops into your head like gigantic wheels no like actual it does have doors but like uh no like side doors you can just like hang out of the car as you're driving um but the main takeaway from this car is that the headlights when you're driving the headlights can release and they become two drones that illuminate the front of the car as you're going which okay. is some like terminator so it, it follows in front stuff. of the car uh-huh. And wow. it lights up the road in front of you, which, I mean, your headlights light up the road in front, like, farther, I would assume, instead of the Ugh. drone where it just, like, illuminated from the top bottom to the bottom. It's odd. You know, this um, gives me those, like, yeah. you know those LED, those lifted trucks with the LED lights that blind you at night? This yeah. This gives me that kind of vibe. You know, oh, yeah. though, though I already find those to be e- extremely annoying. Um, and I don't, it's usually youthful people with probably good eyesight. Like, I don't know why they would need those kind of lights. But uh, mm. yeah, that's what that kind of sounds like. I'm looking at this vehicle too. It looks like something out of Fallujah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Is this what people are about to start you, driving around? 
you know what this makes me make think? it really I, feel I like go, the end times i i definitely go terminator like um skynet like mm. robots taking over the world because mm-hmm. i think of a drone and the drones lining up your pathway right and with the drones it can get so much data it's gonna be like oh i'm lining up your pathway but like I think this pathway is more safer than mm. this one. So I'm going to take you to the right instead of the left. So I'm like, in, 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 a, in a happy world, like, oh, it's taking me where there's no traffic. But like, if you think of like the whole AI taking over the world, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to take you over here. Something sinister. Dun, dun, dun. That's where it makes me think. Yeah. It's, it's trippy. It's cool, but it's like, a little scary at the same time. Uh, speaking of scary, uh, so that we have that to look forward to in our future. Uh, we also mm-hmm. have water. Water futures are set to join the likes of gold and oil and trade on Wall Street for the first time ever. <laughs> so we got that to look I forward like to. <laughs> gold! <laughs> That's a little Austin awesome um, Powers reference there. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, it went totally over my head, but I'm I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping people get it. Um, well, yeah. What do you got? The thing is, here here's some like numbers. So like, despite the amount of water that's available on Earth, did you know that like technically, just like two point five n of it suitable for drinking? That's not. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. At the moment, at least, like, more than, like, a billion people. Yeah. At least more than a billion people don't have access to safe water. The only reason I know this stuff is because, like, school, we had to, like, there's some classes where we talked about, like, insecurity of uh, nations around the world. Mm. And um, a good amount of the nations who are not as economically advanced or economically stable as, like, Europe, U.S., um, water is a gigantic commodity for them, and some governments take that take advantage of that. So, like limiting water and using it as a means to an end. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Right now, we have governments in control um, of the water supply. Um, mm-hmm. I think I want it to remain that way. It's it's imperfect, but. Uh, I don't know if I want Wall Street to be in charge. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's freaky. So um, I have one more like fact that uh, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development uh, predicts that four billion people will live in areas with water shortages by 2050. So at the same time, demand for fresh water will be increased by uh, like about 50 percent. That's um... it's interesting. It's it's nothing we. We don't talk about it. No, that's but, true. Yeah, it, it's something that's definitely needs to be looked at and needs to be thought about and planned for earlier, sooner than later. Yep, I'm with you there. <laughs> um, I don't. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. I don't. I don't see this as the solution. Um, just to, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. There's an article on Markets Insider. We'll throw it up in the show notes. Uh, but one high-profile mm-hmm. investor potentially looking to capitalize on the newly launched water futures is Michael Burry of The Big Short. 
Um, if you've seen the big short, then that will mean something to you. If, if you didn't, then it won't. <laughs> but I, I encourage <laughs> you to look him up and, and, and see what he's about and then get a little more scared. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Ah, throwing, out, throwing out some happy news, some sad news. <laughs> this it's, is going to be an ongoing. Yes. <laughs> it's an ongoing struggle. I bring the pessimism. But it's, I mean, look around, man. It's fucking crazy out there. It is. It is. Speaking of fucking crazy. <laughs> Edgy. Um, oh, where was I going to go with this? Uh, restaurants. Are they being scapegoated? Call uh, break. Well, um, the short answer is yes. The long answer can be found on the LA mm-hmm. Times. <laughs> just pointing you guys different directions uh brooke williamson wrote an op-ed she is a uh, celebrity chef she was on uh, top chef and she has a few restaurants in the la area so she's a a pretty well-off restaurant um and she wrote an op-ed about how she's down to one location uh she goes into all the details about you know that it costs a lot of money for these restaurants to con- convert their business to being safe distance and all that you know building outdoor areas if they have the space um, and so, you know, she's just navigating through all the steps that she went through and then for it to still be pulled under the rug. Uh, it's pretty devastating. I, I do think that this is something we see all over the place right now. Uh, she had 100 employees. Now she's down to like a dozen or something. Um, so, yeah, she, she goes into it and mm-hmm. she's basically making the point that there is no and this is a this is a fact. And I don't know, you can push back a little bit, but. Um, there, there is no evidence that it spreads outside while eating, right? Um, and so it's a little, and I know it sounds like mm-hmm. it spreads there, and it could maybe spread there, but to, to totally pull the rug out from uh, an entire industry, and usually an industry that's like, you know, working class people, this is their avenue to start a business, um, to, to pull it out just because on a hunch that maybe the virus spreads when people eat outside is, is kind of insane to me, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I'll let, you, I'll let and, you jump in. And to go on that, to go off of that, like pulling it out from under them without any relief, without any relief. Like there, there's something to say. Like if you're gonna stop doing, if you're gonna like close restaurants and close it completely, then like that's where the you would assume the government would kind of come and help out. Like, oh, we're sorry about this, but let's give us, let's give you the bare minimum, so that way you can survive until things are better but that hasn't been the case at all i think that's the big Which, issue right right yeah exactly um yeah i mean it would be a totally different conversation if they were shutting down all these restaurants and then everyone was made whole um mm-hmm. you know and then it gets real weird i mean i think we're going to go into it a little bit more on in, in the other segment so i'll, I'll kind of save that but um there's just so many different that you know the you have people in, I think, Staten Island were protesting this one place being closed, and it was kind of like a Trump rally, and it was looked down on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything's just real topsy-turvy with it, because you would think that uh, it'd be the left that would be sticking up for the little guy. But um, yeah, we can get in more of that on the other side. That's interesting. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I so got that, some other pointers from that, but yeah, all we'll right. wait for so, it on um, the other side. Yeah, get us on the other side. Welcome back. 
Um, so we're going to continue talking a little bit more about um, both that article, about the restaurant industry, and then just what's, what we're seeing going on in general. Um, all of, for context, uh, if you're living under a rock, um, at least we're in the state of California, and I know it varies. Uh, Gavin Newsom has asked for the closures of all outdoor dining um, after a lot of people already transitioned into outdoor dining. Um, and the result, and, and not with really any, like Leo was saying uh, before the jump, uh, subsidies uh, like other countries are doing to make those businesses whole. So it feels like, um, getting back to the question, is it scapegoating? Uh, I don't see how you look at this any other way. Um, I don't, who else is being blamed for the spread of the virus besides restaurants? Um, I guess they're saying like people in the South going to their mom's house too is a bad thing or whatever it is. But it, it feels an awful lot like scapegoating. It does. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's weird. It's not weird, but it's like odd where you can't, you can't expect people to feel safe and feel like a sense of security when sometimes when the, the way they're making a living leave living is being taken away without any like help mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, we get it to like we get that it's a pandemic but just to like be like hey we're gonna close this we're not gonna help you out as much but like just have these clothes and just like save save until things open up like you can't expect people to be, be like sure we'll mm-hmm. do that like come on come on so it's it's interesting yeah and the saving too i mean i i know i know a few people in the restaurant business i know you've you've worked in and out of there it's their mm-hmm. their margins are so thin <laughs> That, you yeah. know, there's no saving. And, and, you know, we're talking about people who are successful enough to even get a restaurant to survive just normally is, is very difficult. Um, yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, just, the warning is that up to 85% of independent restaurants may be kaput, you know, by the time this is all over. Um, yeah, there was a, a friend of mine I met when I was in uh, Mexico City. Actually, it was like at a bar and it was this was like last year. Mm-hmm. Um and to be honest, it was I was there for work, uh, went to a bar, and then just sat where I sat. Like I guess a bar convention was in town, so <laughs> they came there. Met these people, really awesome people. But one of my friends, she has a bar in New York. It's called Leyenda. And uh, apart from like talking with her on like Instagram and then seeing her stories, how like the how her bar has been closed it's been open it's been closed they have been doing like orders from like just like their window or their door for people to just come and pick up orders it's it's there's ways to like have a restaurant somewhat survive but like i just i can't imagine how much I can't imagine the difference of like how much money she is making right now with just like having like pickup orders and things mm-hmm. compared to when things are fully open and people are coming in and out like that that gap is huge it's it oh, so absolutely oh yeah i it's it's a crazy it's <sighs> crazy to imagine so like so she's she owns this bar that's like this is her bar and it's interesting to see 
uh, people, like regular people, having their own businesses. And then you see like the more higher end uh, restaurateurs or chefs who have their own uh, restaurants. So like out here in DC, uh, there's a chef. His name is uh, Jose Andreas. He has like a, a few restaurants out here. Uh, one's a Mexican restaurant, Oyamel. Another one is a Greek one. It's called Zetenia. And he has other ones, other ones out here. And those, they have outdoor seating. They're still pretty much up and running, at least at like half capacity. And what goes through my mind is like, that's great. Like, but like, he's not hurting for money. So obviously his restaurants are going to be fine. And they're going to keep running. And this is not to knock on the guy like as an individual because he does have like a non-profit called World Central Kitchen and it's a basically it's an organization that's devoted to providing meals in the wake of natural disasters so since 2010 he's been doing he's doing that he helped out like uh, prepare food for Haiti a while back when there was like a gigantic earthquake he's during the protests out here in D.C., they were giving out free food to people who were around out there protesting. Um, people to homeless people too. He's he does a lot of good stuff, but I think where the crux is that we're tr- talking about right in this episode mm-hmm. is that people like him are going to be fine, while business owners who are more in, like, the middle class, like us, like, well, I don't know if I'd be middle class. I don't make that much money. Regardless. <laughs> um, the professional middle but class, like, at least. They're going to be, they're, they're struggling. And there's no, there's barely any relief. I mean, none up till this point. I mean, you know, there's a, uh, there was that, those initial loans that went out, but, like, the Lakers got one, right? So, yeah, um, you know, I'm not I'm not in that world, but I imagine I've heard that that, you know, people complaining about not getting any money from that. And then there's been nothing passed since then. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm I'm still stretching out the twelve hundred dollars that we got at the beginning of this. You know, it's it's still stretching. I'm just kidding. But like, that's all that that's a big check that we got back at the beginning of May, I think. I don't think and people who live in this country understand that other countries didn't approach it this way. <laughs> you no, know, like okay. I, I think we are assuming everyone, hey, we're in this together. You know, it's all these commercial stronger together, all that stuff. But um, the rest of the world, uh, developed countries have, have actually tried make it made an attempt to help people survive this. And it's twofold, right? If you've got people in their homes, now you're not spreading the, the virus that they're telling us not to spread. So mm-hmm. it seemed to me to make the most sense. But yeah, so outside, if you're not going to. So, yeah, my first preference would be give people money, let them stay home. Da, 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 da. Outside of that, I don't see how you not allow people to continue their businesses within the context of targets open. Uh, UCLA, USC just played a football game yesterday, <laughs> you know, like within the context mm-hmm. of those things happening. 
I don't know how you make the argument that these these people can't have their business. And they're really just one of the few that have been targeted. I think nail salons are kind of targeted too, right? But um, yeah, it's 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 very disappointing. And I don't really see any relief in sight for them, unfortunately. Um, like you're saying, you know, the, the people at the top, the big restaurateurs are going to be okay. But my, you know, I, I have I have a, an uncle who's in the business and he's mm-hmm. had, you know, restaurants for about 30 years and you know he doesn't know if he's going to survive and he'll be fine he's you know well off but you've got plenty of people who work for him that are going to be out of a job and now where do they go you know it's going to be a trickle right um (laughs) you know those people maybe they start becoming like doordash deliverers or something you know which 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 is a job that doesn't have any health benefits we just approved that in california (laughs) yeah i don't know but that's a tangent but um, yeah, it's too, but but it's true. It's yeah, true. I mean it's so I just don't see and DoorDash is now you know on uh, the stock exchange. A few days ago they hit the stock exchange, so that that's what we're seeing. Is I I just feel like we're going to be stuck with a lot of you know uh, corporately owned businesses, and you know I hey I like going to uh, McDonald's just as much as the next guy, but I don't want only McDonald's in my life. You know. No, it's true. Yeah, it's it's really it's been odd where. I guess so much money or they've said from the get-go that like Walmarts and the big buck stores have been essential businesses mm-hmm. which is great and all but like you should also help out the locally sourced uh people who are who have their own stores that are open like give some aid to them so that way they can sell their products so that so not only can they help out their communities, but also like they can survive on some money that they mm-hmm. can make instead cool. of like everybody flocking to Walmart or ordering from like Amazon Prime mm-hmm. your groceries. Like it's convenient and it gets it keeps you safe, but you should have you should have both options or at least try to like help the people who have the businesses and help those that are in need. Yeah. I mean, you know, like uh, the the right wing of the country would say, Hey, don't, no, no handouts. Right. Um, so if you're not going to do handouts, fine, I I disagree, but fine. Uh, then you have to let people open their business. Um, so then I, I kind of start siding with, you know, the, the Staten Island (laughs) protest or whatever, (laughs) you know, it's, I I don't see it as, as a big of a joke as I think it was made out to be. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I think just the result is we're going to have, you know, the Amazons of the world, they, they benefit from, they just have these factories. They don't have to have people come in, right. They have people just click on their phone and then the thing shows up. Yeah. So I, unless there's laws put into place to start, restricting that i think the free market's just going to run wild with this exactly and there's so many there's like like you said before there's so many other countries that have responded with these types of these types of closures with aid like governments have responded like i don't know you could think uh germany has responded in that way um i think it's like around like 80 percent they've helped out individuals in their country Mm. oh We'll put it in the show notes. I'm, I, I know I've seen it, but I know I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. So I swear we're not. I'm not lying. 
Um, <laughs> so, like, Germany uh, can even probably push out South Korea has definitely handled this virus and handled their economic situation better. Um, but, like, it's definitely just an odd feeling, an odd taste that, like, the only relief that people can assume that will help everything go back to a sense of normal is the release of a vaccine at some point. Well, well, well. But we might be on the yeah, verge. It's, we might. So it's it's odd. It's definitely weird. And more needs to be done. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, Last point on this, um, then we can kind of touch on the vaccine if you want a little bit, um, yeah. or at least for myself. Uh, <laughs> we So I, I saw somewhere recently they were saying that the uh, the billionaires of the U.S. have grown their wealth by like a trillion dollars or something over the course of the pandemic <laughs> while right. the bottom is falling out for, for regular people. So that's just atrocious. Um, but anyway, so then the, the suggestion I saw was that they should be sending $3,000 checks to people. <laughs> they can afford sort of, it. Hey, guy, you're describing taxes. <laughs> and I agree, uh-huh. they should, but we should tax them and then we can do it. You know, um, Not that we don't have the money already, but if you're one of these deficit hawks and say, where are we going to get the funds? I would say straight from their pockets. Exactly. But, uh, and to be honest, and I think I'm just going to throw it out here now, like, other countries doing these things and some people would say like oh we don't want to go down that road we're not gonna we don't want socialism to mm-hmm. be a thing in the u.s come just stop <laughs> i will i will buy every listener of this podcast a new iphone whenever socialism happens if if our country goes into a socialist country mm. i will buy every listener an iphone that's how that's how sure that's how sure I am that it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that so, one. It's, it's, stop making it a thing. It's not a thing. Well, we're just so far removed from being a socialist country. It's, <laughs> the, it's not going to happen. Like, even, like, I, I don't know, like, even, like, a Medicare for All or something like that. Like, okay, we're still not a socialist country if we have one program that gets people to the doctor more, you know? And you would think, exactly. you would think after six months, all right, I'm getting all... I'm getting my blood boiling again. <laughs> We're going on the tangent. Uh, uh, I'll save that for another time, too. But uh, you would think that the last six months would change some people's heads about how we should be handling things. But uh, we'll instead, let's just let's just give a big old f*** you to the restaurants and move on, huh? <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll yeah. help you out. Keep, keep ordering from them, everybody. Yes. Keep going. Yeah, maybe not skip. on DoorDash. I don't know. That's what I've been doing, but it's something you know. I saw that they were they were doing very well, and I got worried. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Am I contributing no, dri- to this thing I'm complaining about? I think so. <laughs> Possibly, if you yeah. can drive to there, if you can yeah. walk and pick up their order, it's it's nice. It's walk. You're not in D. If you're not in DC, if you're in California, go walk. It's nice. It's hot. It's it stays pretty cool. It's not like DC where like East Coast where it gets down to the 30s and like. I can't walk in slippers or shorts anymore. It's a, it's a sad world over here. <laughs> what is this? You, you have the sun over there. I don't really. This is just me. This is me going on a tangent because I'm always cold. And I'm I, bathed I like in, in sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of 
shorts and sunshine. Okay. There's a vaccine coming. Okay. <laughs> like, where does it go with this one? Um, yeah, so yeah, there is hope on the way, right? So they're saying there's a vaccine coming any day. Mm-hmm. It's been approved. The Pfizer one has been approved um, by some FDA committee. I don't know who they are. And now I think it's been officially approved, right? So they're, yep. they're shipping them out and they're going to be putting it into your arm very soon. I think they're starting with the olds and the nurses. Um, yes. I, you know, vax or anti-vax, I'm probably going to wait and to see how, how that goes for the olds and the nurses. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I'll, I'll get one in my arm when I'm, when I'm forced to. But um, yeah, exactly. that, that is and, on the and, way. And to be honest, right, and from everybody, what they're saying is people like us, like uh, 30s, 20-year-olds, like up to like 40s we're not gonna get a vaccine we possibly won't be able to get our shots until like april of next year which i guess sounds about right but it sucks but you were still going on the long haul like this is it's still even though we're getting the vaccines and they're up they're out there we can't get them yet yeah we just gotta still be patient yeah, hoping for the best. Um, you know, vaccines are, you know, there there's a few studies out and, you know, a few mm-hmm. people develop Bell's palsy, which paralyzes half of your face. Uh, it mm-hmm. could just be a statistical anomaly. It's maybe not proven that that vaccine caused it. I think there's a few like fertility things that they published out that could be a problem. I think some allergic reactions. You know, so allergic reactions, like like most vaccines, it's tricky. You know, it's a very tricky subject because most vaccines require that most people take them. Um, mm-hmm. the the only The only hiccup I see, and kind of getting back to to the restaurants, you were saying, you know, hey, once the vaccine's out, I think you know there's some relief on the way. Uh, I would hope that would be the case, but you know, I saw even like a New York Times article recently, and even Fauci himself was saying, you know, he, here's why vaccinated people still need to wear a mask. Uh, essentially, the vaccines, they haven't proven yet that it stops spread. It's only proven that it keeps you from getting sick, which is a great thing for all you know the people that have been uh, getting this and dying. Exactly. But mm-hmm. um, if, it doesn't, right. if it doesn't stop the spread, then I don't see how our reality changes much. Because isn't that what the deal is? It, it really, yeah, it really doesn't. It's... It protects us. A vaccine protects the individual, right? But what we've been told and what we've seen about this virus is that it doesn't just come from the inside. It doesn't come from just us. It can come from, like, touching a doorknob to touching a railing to then touching somebody's hand or touching your face. Like... that's how it's been transmitted so like if we still want to protect us and everybody else around us we still have to follow by like uh normal hygiene standards like the cleaning alcohol on your hands i can't think of the word (laughs) hand sanitizer and i've used it so many yes hand sanitizer try to memory hole it i got you yeah so we keep using hand sanitizer keep having your mask on because even if you have a vaccine i don't know we right we're not sure if it's completely like 
if you can still get it uh, get a different strain after you get a vaccine we don't know that so like it's definitely safe to say we're to be like more cautious than just thinking everything's back to normal once the vaccine is in your body we're we're still not out of the hole yet but like there's a little bit of light or like you can see we're still in the tunnel Little Just a bit. little bit. Um, and yeah, Somebody I'm at the has point now. iPhone light at the very end of a tunnel. <laughs> like, oh, what's that? God, a little carrot at the end of the Fauci stick. I, oh, you know, ugh, I, I just, if it, if it doesn't stop the spread, and I, I just think you're going to have a hard time convincing healthy young people that who aren't getting sick from this thing, largely, mm-hmm. I know that occasionally they, they have a story. Um, yeah, I mean, largely it's not right. You're yeah. gonna have a hard time convincing that group of people. Hey, this still doesn't stop you from giving it to your grandma. You know, this doesn't stop mm-hmm. the spread. It just keeps you from getting sick. But you already haven't been getting sick, so I don't, I don't know what argument you can make for that group of people to take this thing. You know, because the only argument is, hey, help your family, help your fellow person. You know, right. that that may be more um, compromised than you are. So that that's a bit of a wrinkle, but maybe we'll get more clarity as they start shooting it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Protect, protect. That's the main crux. The whole thing with masks is it's not just to protect yourself, but it's like to protect everybody around you. That's honestly that's all it is. I, and right, if people are getting mad that it's what's it called it's taking away your civil liberties that's too much you're doing too much it really is to protect others there's other countries around the world who do this exact same thing you go to japan or china or south korea or i would even assume like parts of europe where like people would wear a mask if they're if they have the flu or if they have a cold but they just wear a mask as they're going to work or they're going to a grocery store because they don't want to spread their germs everywhere and get other people sick. So, I don't know. It's just being, it's having a little bit of common courtesy to others. And yeah. Yeah, I got no problem wearing a nice mask. nice person. <laughs> um, I don't want to wear one forever. <laughs> so No, for not, sure. Not to be hyperbolic, but... Uh... I know the civil liberties thing, I think when we, like the restaurant closures, that to me is more of like a civil liberties issue than, than me being asked to wear a mask. I've largely exactly. kind of come around to it, I, but I yeah, don't want to I do it forever. <laughs> yeah, I would side with you there. All right. Very true. Very true. Uh, well, that was pretty good. I think that might yeah. be, might be it. Um, we'll hit you up on the other side with what we've been uh, reading and watching. Uh, I'm still not going anywhere, so <laughs> I'm really dragging that part of that segment down. But we'll hit you up with watching, reading, going on the other side. We're on to our new, not new segment, new name of an old segment. We like to call the Rec Center. Mm. Mm-hmm. Make sure your PSI levels are up. 
<laughs> is that a thing? We don't want flat balls. What is a PSA level? <laughs> I don't know. Measurement of air? Yeah, check it. Squeeze check. it from both sides. Make sure you do your stretching. <laughs> Put your high socks. The higher, the better. <laughs> um, so, quick little definition to rec center. This is where we uh, give our recommendations. But it's a play on words, obviously. A rec center is a recreational center. Come on, trust the audience, Leo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I like to define. Fine. Recommendations. <laughs> Colin, what are your recommendations for our listeners All right. this week? Well, uh, I do recommend watching a, a movie film by the name of Mink. It is on Netflix, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. It is the story of... The guy who wrote Citizen Kane. Uh, I always assumed it was Orson Welles, but I guess another guy is the real writer. And Orson was more of a collaborator that didn't really write the movie so much. Um, So it goes into that story. It's interesting. um, Just visually alone, it's interesting. And then the story kind of ties to today. And they get into a little bit of the Red Scare stuff. And if you know who William Randolph Hearst is, then... Uh, this will be interesting to you, but uh, the other thing after I watched the movie, I, I found out. I guess the director is David Fincher. He made um, what did he make? Uh, the Social Network and a few other famous movies. His dad wrote this movie in the '90s, and I guess he's been trying to get it made for like 20 years. And then his dad passed away, um, I think like 2003. Um, so it's it's interesting from that respect too. Um, I always find it interesting to see how people make. Uh, their movies but yeah it's called mank uh short for mankowitz and i highly recommend it nice well i have a couple of recommendations uh one of them is the crown uh it's a very popular show on netflix um it follows it's like a historical drama that follows the reign of a uh, queen elizabeth the second um so in a way it starts off there's four seasons starts off her becoming the queen and kind of just follows her life at the moment at least until the 1980s so far in the the span of four seasons um the fun thing about this show and to be honest i didn't think i was going to get into it even though i had heard good things about it but once I started started watching it, the whole like this historical aspect of the show, and seeing you know by the way, but how they were showcasing certain like real life events, um, like they I, got like, uh, Princess Diana on there this season, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. in the most latest season, they had uh, like a small town in the uk had a coal mine that collapsed and it like buried most of the town and the school that was there and that was uh like a real like tragedy and they kind of showed that um they also had the um thing bombing of a ship with one of the royals on it and it was hit by the ira so that kind of those are my people right (laughs) 
<laughs> that yeah, kind feisty of bloods. Thing. <laughs> it was cool. It was. It's really interesting how they showcase. It. Of course, it's more sen- sensationalized mm. for TV. Um, the actual the royal the royal family family doesn't like it. The the queen liked the first season, but she hasn't watched the rest. I guess, but. Um, the rest of the royal family kind of feels like, ah, oh, this is, it's too drama, too drama up. Like, this isn't real. But, uh, but other than that, it's still fun. It's good fun. And just uh, visually too, that. right? And I've seen that show. Um, it's just sometimes can be very peaceful to see like a green countryside. <laughs> That's true. Like this shows a lot of that. Uh, That's true. Yeah, the historical aspect. I saw uh, this new season with Thatcher. Um, I don't know much about her. I know everyone hates her, so that was kind of interesting. I wonder if she actually talked like that. Uh, such a strange would, accent. It, it was such a pronounced accent. Mm-hmm. I would assume she talks like that a little bit. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but yeah, that, I, I like that. That's that's one of my main recommendations. My second one isn't something I'm watching. You could technically say it's something I'm reading about. But most recently, um, since November 10th, uh, Disney announced a bunch of like TV shows and movies that are coming for Disney Plus. So I've been reading a lot of articles on that. That's what I'm reading. Um, <laughs> it's just You're one a of those. Bunch of, yes. bunch of like Marvel shows, like 25 different properties in the span of three years are be- going to be coming out like on Disney Plus and, and movies. So that's going to be awesome. And then if you like Star Wars, there's going to be a few more shows. One or two movies that are going to be coming out, and yeah, I'm very excited. All right, so maybe I need to get that membership back. I canceled my Disney Plus after we yeah. finished watching uh, Even Stevens. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, right. oh, I if you like the one last recommendation, if you like the Mandalorian, if you like, if, even if you don't like Star Wars, the way I got my girlfriend to watch the Mandalorian, I told her it was. Um, a show about a space bounty hunter and she was like that's she's like that sounds cool and then later on somebody told her it was star wars and she's like you didn't tell me it was star wars i'm like <laughs> i didn't have sneak to. attack for <laughs> me it was uh, liking it. they have uh, bill burr is in there he's a comedian and i was like oh he's Ooh. doing that okay maybe i'll check it out Ooh, yeah La- the latest episode had him in it and just well, it was a great all good right, episode all right. there you go so you uh, got some there? some real world stuff with the crown and mank um oh yeah side note on mank it's interesting i found out hearst you know william randolph hearst the uh whatever tycoon he um mm-hmm. i guess they still own like vice and uh buzzfeed and stuff the hearst group <laughs> so really? it's interesting you're watching this like historical thing and then there's all these living remnants of it but uh, so you can go historical with those, and then cool. you go fantasy with, uh, what were we watching on? We got all the new Star Wars slate coming on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, Marvel, Star Wars, Mandalorian, Space Bounty Hunters. Go check it Beautiful. out. 
Good way to pass quarantine. Oh, definitely. Alrighty. Um, I think that's it. Yep, this was another fun and festive episode. Um, we were joking off line uh, that my, my pod persona has been changing each episode. Have you noticed this, Leo? Um, I noticed it's gotten louder. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, please give me feedback on my pod persona. I need uh, gentle pats on the back. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, I guess to put a side note here too, um, we're starting a, or Colin wants to start a hashtag that says, So Leo. Uh, what's that going to be about, Colin? I would it's, like to know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's being incubated right now. But uh, we'll be releasing it. We'll be releasing it uh, shortly. Yes. Keep the listeners guessing. <laughs> so that's uh we need a follow on the Spotify. We need some five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We could use a follow on the gram. Yes. So far it's just us, so the more the merrier. Join, let's build a community. Yes. Come. <laughs> Drink Take the a Kool-Aid. break with us. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, we'll see you on the next one. See you next time.